Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to a very special episode on Rewired Radio. I'm your host, DJ Drew. And I'm Coral, your favorite event planner. And today's guest is a luxury wedding planner who's been featured in the New York Times, The Knot, Martha Stewart Weddings, Forbes, Brides Magazine, and the list goes on. She's one of the most detailed event planners and designers dedicated to making your dream weddings come true. She's the owner and founder of Dreams in Detail, and she's here today to show you how to simplify your events in a simple process as easy as one, two, three. So without any further ado, we bring to you from the 90210, let's welcome Nicole Harris. Yes, I love this. It's such a vibe. I'm Nicole, your second favorite wedding planner. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome, Nicole. It's a pleasure to have you with us. You know, I always say this, but I love having other wedding planners on the show. It just gives me so many tips as well as our viewers. Um, but today is going to be a really fun episode. We are going to be talking about kind of the important beginning steps to planning a wedding. And, you know, you need those first beginning steps to kind of get through the whole process. So yeah. it's going to be a really good episode. And at the very end, we'll talk about fun places for destination weddings, awesome. which I'm actually very curious as well. Um, but to start, I want to say thank you to Macy's for some yummy wine. We have some Sauvignon Blanc and we have a cool bottle. I'm not even Mason Gourmand. And for all our viewers, they are giving you three free bottles. If you click the link in our bio, all you have to do is pay for shipping. There we go. Mega so, pints uh, all around. Mega pints. And honestly, that's a good deal. You get three of these for like $14.95 or something like that. Can't beat that. I know. So cheers. cheers Thank you guys. for being on our show. Cheers. It's going to be a good episode. Mm, so good. Good stuff. So Nicole, stuff. let's talk about you now. Yes. You have become pretty successful in your line of work. You have managed to grow your business, Dreams in Detail, into three chapters, three cities, New York, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Yes. Correct. Oh gosh. <laughs> Plus you do destination weddings. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. So tell us, how did you manage to scale and grow your business to where it is now. What's the secret to your success? So for me, the secret is me just doing it. So I really, I don't allow a lot of time to just think about it. So when I see a need somewhere, I just explore that. So for me, like after I did really well in LA, it was okay for me to try Vegas. And if it didn't work out, then it didn't work out because I still had, because I still had LA. Mm -hmm. When there were opportunities and they were, um, clients and companies in New York that I wanted to go ahead and reach out to and work for there, I just looked at it as an opportunity to just try it and see what happens. So for me, if it didn't work out, that was totally fine, which is why I just went for it. And then it really stuck because after I figured out what worked in LA, I just like replicated it and it worked out. In New York and in Vegas. Yes. And in New York and in Vegas, I replicated my whole process in LA and then it worked out pretty similarly because the client was i still had my ideal client tried and true within each city so i knew how to target them and how to service them like to what they're looking for so what is the process because i'm sure that there's a lot of wedding planners out there who are you know local and they want to expand they want to grow what was the formula for your success mm -hmm. to grow into other markets yes yeah, so the formula for my success is exactly what worked for me in la is to get a team 
So for me, I couldn't do anything without my team, like absolutely not. So for me is when I explored New York and explored Vegas, I immediately tried to figure out, okay, I need to meet up with like a potential like event assistant and event coordinators there that could be my eyes and ears. They can tour when I'm not there and I can train to do things like the dreams in detail way mm -hmm. so that I can have that bandwidth to expand because in LA, I'm really was already at capacity until I hired a team and it made me realize like I can do so much more with people. So for me, that was the secret sauce is to going and networking with other um, potential coordinators that wanted to be on the team, interview them, have days with them. Like when I had events in New York and Vegas, bring them on. So I saw if they were a good fit or not. And you can do it all remotely where you are. To an extent. So for me, I can do it all. I did it all remotely, like 80% of it. And then if I had like a client meeting or like a walkthrough, those initial me meetings to like build trust with the client, mm -hmm. I would be there in person mm -hmm. until I felt comfortable taking a step back. And then like the week of the event, I would be there locally. Got it. So really the people are the secret to your success. Yes, absolutely. Building I a successful team, team you can trust. Yes. Delegating to a successful individual and then that builds more and more individuals that are like that that i can trust wholeheartedly that will take over and they will care for the event as if i would right so instead mm -hmm. of having to go all the way out to new york or out to vegas to start a new chapter you basically delegated that work to someone that you trust out there your key person out there i'm sure you have somebody in each yes. city that you can relay the message to and basically coordinate with to make yes. sure that everything is running smoothly Absolutely. Absolutely. And then that did take a little while because there was a lot of trial and error. Like it didn't work out with a lot of different people. So at first it was just me like taking flights. I would take a red eye to New York and I would have a meeting that day. And then I would make sure I was on like that three o'clock flight back to LA. Mm -hmm. So that was my life for a little while until I found the right fit. So, because for me, because of the distance, I need full trust in that person. So it took a while to build that and to find that person. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you know what they say, there's no I in team. So you have to have a team to kind of help you because absolutely, I feel like that would be way too much for you to do everything by yourself, especially in three different cities yes. that are in different states. So, you know, you're a woman that wears multiple hats. Let me tell you, every kind of, if there's a hat to wear, it's on my head. Okay. Like I see them all. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, amazing. You do so many fun events, so many fun weddings, but without a wedding, you know, or there's no wedding without a proposal. Yes. So let's say somebody really wants to be proposed and it's normally the girls that are like, please, I want to be married. I want to plan a wedding. What would you tell somebody to kind of give a hint saying, I want to tie the knot with their significant other? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, as we know, sometimes guys, they just can't get it together. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> so to combat that and to like basically like push it forward is one way is if they have a great relationship with like uh, their boyfriend's best friend, I would mention it and hint it to him that way. And then he'll plant the seed. Mm -hmm. But a really cool way that I found with a lot of my clients is they've sent me they've when they inquired like, hey, I want you to plan the proposal. A guy would just inquire and I say, oh, like, how would you even find out about this? Because it's kind of an unusual service that people don't realize that someone can plan your proposal. And a lot of the time it's because their girlfriend just sent them my page or sent them a random image online and said like, hey, like when you propose, I want it to look like this. Mm -hmm. And so I think any hint like that, that just like spells it out for them, like, hey, when you propose, so when, not if, so when you <laughs> propose, I would love it to look like this. Yeah, I would love this amount of effort to go into it. 
So like their wheels can start turning and they realize and it's just basically spelling it out for them. Like, you know, when it's time, please do it like this. Just slide into the DM really quick yeah. of your of your boyfriend. Yeah, so quick, you know, send <laughs> yeah. them a video. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I would love something like this. Like when you yeah. propose, can you like put this much thought into it? Or maybe it? next time you're at the mall and you're walking by a Kay's jeweler or something, be like, hey, you know, let's go walk into the jewelry store and check out some rings. Yeah. I mean, that should drop the hen pretty easily, right? Tell them your ring size. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm the a guy's seven and a half. Like... Did, did you know that? Like, you know, that would be helpful information for you to know. That's a little yeah. too yeah. far right like... there. <laughs> like, that's pretty obvious. Well, if you're at the mall, you might as well stop at the drawers. Yeah. Obviously, right? 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 Like, you know, this band looks nice on my finger right here. Yes. The guy might run the other way. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> All right. We'll oh, talk about yes. that later. Oh, my gosh. Well, obviously, hopefully after that happens and they hopefully say yes, what would be that first step of wedding planning once you're, you know, you're engaged now and you've enjoyed, you know, your engagement party, you told family, what's that next step? That next step, as soon as you can, you get engaged is getting your budget together, mm -hmm. having a realistic conversation with your fiance about what this is going to look like financially so you're on the same page one that like will eliminate a lot of like the back and forth like butting heads you might do because you guys have two different approaches to how you guys want to attack this wedding financially and then the second way the second reason is it gives you direction like you know what venues you can pick you know like what's it within your budget for a planner mm -hmm. a photographer or for a dj that's how you'll be able to make those decisions when you know okay well i have to stay within this realm totally i love that Honestly, that's what I did for yeah. my wedding budget. I spent a couple days doing it and it's it's like saved me so much now looking back. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like your guide, you know. It's your guide and you're yeah. not wasting time looking at venues that are, you know, way over your budget that you had no idea. Yep. Absolutely. So, creating your budget is the first step, seeing what's in, you know, what for your venues, for um, you know, everything that you pretty much need to plan out. So, after you got your budget planned, what is the second step? After you have your budget plan, you need to be working on your guest list. Who are you going to invite? Who's going to be on your A list? And then sometimes people have like a B list of like that they can send out later. Like these are nice to haves, but within our budget, it makes the most sense to invite 120 people. And then these last like 15 to 20 people that we're casual with, but might not make it like to the actual list. It's good to just know where you guys stand with that because there'll be a lot of different familial differences with like, oh, well, like my mom expects me to invite like my aunt's best friend too and mm. those are the conversations that need to be had early on because when booking a venue or all your other vendors that's going to be one of the top questions that are asked what's the guest count mm -hmm. right seeing who's most important to show up and maybe <laughs> yes. you don't need to invite this person or the third cousin <laughs> or whoever exactly that's why you have a b-list right those third right. cousins that you've talked to maybe twice in your life are on there just in case if you need to invite them because <clears throat> your family told you to yes. right so and i've also heard that your guest count is really what eats up a lot of your budget too so the more guests you invite obviously it's going to eat into your budget yeah absolutely that's a good point because for whenever i have the conversation that inevitably happens with a lot of my clients is how do we cut our budget? And a huge way is you have to attack the guest count first because that goes to the open bar, that goes into food, like it goes into so much, even like each extra place setting, each extra chair, like mm -hmm. it all adds up. So that's why the guest count is super important to keep you guys like within that budget that you want to like stay within. Gotcha. Well, yeah, cause like chargers are, you know, two, three bucks each and you're like, oh, that's nothing. But when you have a hundred guests, yeah, it keeps adding. You're like, oh, maybe we'll add 50 more guests, you know, but that's, 50 more people that you have to think about everything right. else that you have to rent and all the food and right. the drinks and it adds up Absolutely. very, very quickly. 
Yeah. yeah, but you know, like given that you hire a full-time wedding planner, which I do recommend if you want a very stress-free process, yes. what would you tell your couples to kind of do on their own time to help with the planning process? Um, two main things. So the first thing is to, if you have any kind of vision or must-haves, overly communicate that with your planner because on the back end, they're moving pieces for you. They're doing all of that. So the most, in, the, as much information as you can give them, the better because that's less work for you. The second thing is everything that you tangibly will have on your body. So whether that's jewelry, your rings, your outfit, you're making sure that um, you have your accessories together, all of those things on the back end, it's not good to wait until the last minute for that. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that your whole look is taken care of on the back end while the planner is really doing all the moving pieces in the meantime. Well, yeah. And you know, you're not really going to their wedding dress fittings yes. and you're not helping <laughs> pick out their wedding band. So that's something that they can do on their own time, especially with bridesmaids, you know, telling them what to wear. Groomsmen telling them what to wear because they don't know. Yes. So totally. So the last minute usually. Yes. Like we said in the beginning, guys, just. <laughs> <laughs> goes yeah. over their head. Goes the groomsmen, over. they're always, they're very last minute with it. And so if, if couples just did that on the back end and they were able to kind of wrangle them in and say, look, Let's go ahead and figure this out even four months out instead of like two months out. It'll just take so much stress away and it'd be one last thing that we have to worry about. Totally. Awesome. So yeah, always want to eliminate as much stress as possible, especially yeah. when you're planning such a big event like that. Yeah. So the first step was to figure out your budget. Yes. Second step, figure out your guest list, right? Your A and B guest list. Yes. So what is the next most important step? Find a venue so you can lock in your date. So finding a venue is going to be important because venues are going fast, especially like your dream venue is probably other people's dream venue. So, what? What do you mean? Right? <laughs> so you need to get that fast. So as soon as you you lock that in, I feel like a huge weight is lifted off your shoulders because you have a date now, but you can't even go hire your favorite vendors because you don't really know if they're available yet because yeah. they're going to say, what's your date? What's your date? What's your date? So once you lock in the venue and your date, you'll be all set. Cool. So let's say if, for example, your dream venue is taken, yes. right? And you're, some people get very fixated on a date too. Mm -hmm. So you want, let's say 11-11 at a particular venue. Mm -hmm. That venue's taken, you yes. know? You and everybody and their grandmother wanted that date. So what's the next best option? The next best option is to have a conversation with, your, with you and your fiance, you should have a conversation and say, look, is this date that important to me to where we miss out on this venue? Can we find another date that is around then? Or you have to have the very tough conversation, live in reality and say, we can either extend it to next year to kind of get that 11-11, or yeah. we can be open to other venues on this date. And so it has to be one of the three because you have to make, you have to figure out what makes sense at that point. So some people have a very like, like tough emotional tie to their date. So it gets tough because in reality, they can't just move it to the 10th, even though like it makes the most sense for them to get their venue and it gets close to that day. So a lot of the times with my couples, we have to pick a whole different venue to lock in because that date like can't go anywhere. Gotcha. Yeah. That's crazy. Is there a reason why it's usually sentimental to them because it just sounds cool 11-11 or yeah so huge reasons are <laughs> like, it was either like the day that their first date day like it was it's like something like that or it's like the actual day that they were like he asked her to be his girlfriend or um the day they proposed or their parents anniversary so there's some like moment in time that happened on that date where they feel like very fixated on it the ones where you can kind of get around it is if someone's like oh like 
like this year there was like um there was like a two three mm, you know like mm-hmm. like some of the dates are really cool for people like or two two twenty two like people like that but those are the ones you can get around because there's nothing sentimental about it they just think it's cool to remember like two two twenty two is when i got married you know right. so those are the ones that you can but if there's an emotional tie to it it's very tough to yeah. get past it yeah well not gonna lie like before i was even engaged i would totally look like okay 2022 2023 is when i want to get married i was like one of those crazy bridezillas where can i find a cool date but then once i really got into the industry i was like heck no i'm not doing that (laughs) i'm not going to be like well i need to do our first um you know dating anniversary because it means something yes like no now i get you know to celebrate our dating anniversary our engagement anniversary our wedding anniversary more dinner and wine for me yeah right literally that i totally Uh, that's what i'm thinking about (laughs) i totally agree uh yeah Yeah, so don't get too fixated on a date absolutely unless it really has an emotional tie to you try not to get too fixated yes okay so we talked about guests you know when you're sending out your invitations let's say you have a little dilemma Mm -hmm. right let's say that um aunt marie and uncle bob (laughs) have a little um (laughs) A little drama going on between them, right? <laughs> yes. So um, how? what's a good way to kind of avoid that drama from happening at your special event? Yes. Yeah, so if you have a coordinator or a planner, overly communicate what's happening so they know how to move pieces and make it work for you. Like one of the things I do is say, okay, we need to figure out where they're sitting on the seating chart. There's two things that go that that are really important to factor in. One is they both need to be in pretty much equal proximity to where the couple is. So there's no back and forth of, oh my gosh, like she got to sit closer than me. So that's one thing to factor in. And the second thing is they also cannot be seated near each other, like at all or in each other's line of vision. So usually one way I do it is like, if the dance floor is in the middle, put them on opposite sides of the room, Mm -hmm. but they're still in equal proximity to the couple. That's the best way to do it. And, but if, like, let's say the couple's the only one that knows about this issue. If you leave the coordinator in the dark, then that is absolutely not helpful because for family photos, like they can't tell the photographer, okay, put these two on the opposite right. sides when you're like, when you're, when you're posing them. So all that goes into just being super, super communicative. Oh right, right. Yeah. Probably even want to just have them facing back to back. Yeah. Honestly, Don't even look at, at each other point, the whole yeah. time. <laughs> well, yeah, if you can do, you know, the dance floor in the middle and like two king tables yep. and you put them like right here facing. So sorry, but then they're going to have to turn their head to look at the sweetheart table. But hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So yeah. You think it's a good idea for them to obviously relay that message to you. So and even the photographer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would assume because you don't want them to take photos with each other it's right after the ceremony. Photographer always says, you know, family members stick around, you know, and then they take photos with one another. Yes. You don't want to have them take photos with each other. At all, at all. And that's why I always ask, like, one of my first few meetings with my clients is, any important, strange family dynamics I need to know about? Because I need to communicate that. Like, if you have a stepdad that you don't call dad, but then, like, the photographer saying, like, okay, can I get dad over here? Then your real, then your biological dad. It's just a lot happening. And I feel like to avoid any weirdness on the day of, I just need to know those things. So we're all on the same page because you can easily misspeak, especially if you meet someone and they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, that's my dad, but you have two. It can be like, it can be awkward. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, a lot of times we don't even want to address these things, but this is the reality. You know, I've, I've been parts of wedding where, um, there has been drama and they keep it under wraps. You know, they don't want to bring it up, but it's it, it's there. We know yeah. about it. The coordinator knows about it. 
And, um, you know, a lot of times things break out. It has broken out. Um, so you definitely want to address these things to avoid any kind of drama at your big day. Yes, absolutely. You don't need family drama on your big day. There's already a lot going on. That's the last thing that you need. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, speaking about families and guest lists and all of this stuff, yes. I have been planning my own wedding now for a year and a half, and it's been so fun. But I always say, if I can redo it, I would do a destination wedding. Just because before I was like, oh, that's too much money or like that's a lot of travel. I want, you know, a hundred people, my close friends, close family. Like I want everyone there. I want to have a big celebration. Now I'm like, no, I want to take 10 close people. I want to go to Mexico and I want to do all inclusive for a week and then use that money yeah. there. I mean, you've done destinations before. Tell me. And if anyone's curious listening in, where has been your favorite place and why? Yes. So I love destination weddings are actually my favorite. I push for it a lot of the time, um, which will allude to what my favorite place is. A lot of my couples will say, I really want an Italian feel. And then we look at all the, there's a venues in LA that, that are close enough. Like they have like little pieces to them where like they bring in those vibes, but if they're not quite sold on it yet, when for one of my clients, I've said in the past, like, well, are you open to going to Italy? itself like is that an idea oh my god and for one of them like they really were and it's like once i once i broke down like a lot of the the issues like in their head with it it's like oh it's gonna be way more expensive like it's gonna mm -hmm. be really hard and for me it's more so like the like for my favorite destination is italy mm -hmm. and if you're a socal bride your wedding will be so comparable to doing it in a place like italy and it'll be even way less if you do it in a place like cabo puerto vallarta Cancun. Are you guys listening to this? <laughs> like, seriously, I agree with you. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. SoCal is so expensive. It absolutely is. And so that's why if you get married in France or Italy or Greece, like you think these are very expensive destinations, which they are, but so is SoCal. So it, it completely evens out. It really comes down to like, will your VIPs, like your most favorite people, can they go? Mm -hmm. And then if they can go, I say go for it. Italy, let's do it. John, we're getting married. Let's go. <laughs> Call off the Nicole wedding. Nicole told me to. Yes. <laughs> Call off the wedding. We're going to Italy. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. That's good to know that, you know, it's very similar in, in price. Yeah. Especially if you're from Southern California. Like yes. other states, maybe not. But if you take into account your wedding and your honeymoon and kind of what you're spending throughout the process, it's like. Yeah. You can be... kill two birds with one stone at a destination yeah. wedding your wedding and your honeymoon at the same time yeah like yeah. i'm obviously very excited for my wedding but i'm more excited for the honeymoon at this point so i'm like Absolutely. i can just do it together where are you going again um so i'm going to mexico yeah <laughs> i like very it. tropical so playa del carmen so i will be with a pina colada in a cabana for seven days nice you'll have so yeah. much fun oh my gosh she's gonna be so tan when she gets back i yes. hope so yeah <laughs> and we're doing you know the all-inclusive presidential suite like we're just doing it all because we originally wanted to do like greece yeah and i'm like oh it's very expensive and yes. a lot of travel and stuff i'm like no i just want to relax after this planning process totally. yes. we'll do the adventure another time absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. so cows super expensive i mean if you can afford you know a destination wedding in like cancun or cabo or puerto Vallarta, like you're saying yeah, yeah. go for it if you yeah, can get yeah. those people the most important ones your all vips you that's all you need mm -hmm. you know i'd rather have 20 vips than you know 100 people that yeah. you know, just feed them and hey sayonara so yeah i say yeah. make the memories I, that's what counts I totally the most agree. and you've done some beautiful work i actually want to showcase some of your work um right now because you have done some just what from what i've seen just exceptional stuff 
This is in Malibu, right? Yes, it's in Malibu. Look how gorgeous. Down this venue too, and it's beautiful. The view is just breathtaking, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and the landscaping and the whole yeah, the whole space is so pretty. It's Even gorgeous. the bride was so gorgeous. Yes. I loved her dress. Ah, oh, so beautiful. So Nicole, as you know, our guests on the show always make this special toast. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you would do the honors of making a special toast for us. Yes. Okay. So I give this toast to an amazing podcast and just the ability to come together with people in the industry like minds to discuss all the ins and outs and just educate everybody about this because for me like education and information is so key to helping people's wedding experience so they know all the things and i just appreciate mm -hmm. you guys having me on yeah. and being able to meet you guys in person and just having this day i'm so blessed to be here we appreciate you and being yes, here with us cheers. today cheers, cheers to, to you. that cheers guys more wine mm-hmm and Nicole, for any of our viewers out there who want to reach you, plan a special event with you, what's the best way to get a hold Go of you? Go to Italy with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Come yeah. through. Yes. Plan a destination wedding or one here in LA or New York or Vegas, anywhere. How can they reach you? The best way to reach me is go ahead and contact me through my website, dreamsindetail.com. Or you can go ahead and call at 310-432-3290. Um, we answer the phone, we talk to you, we talk you through it. We're here for you at any point and I have an amazing team as well. So I would be so happy to hear from you guys. Reach out to Nicole, she's gonna take good care of you. Doesn't matter if you're in LA, New York, Las Vegas, planning a destination anywhere in the world, she's gonna take good care of you. She's the best out here in Los Angeles. Hit her up and you're in good hands. Nicole, before we cap it off, I would like to ask, I'm sure you've done plenty of events What's the craziest thing that you've ever seen? So the craziest <laughs> thing, let me tell you, I have stories for days. I'm just gonna pick one, I'm gonna pick a little <laughs> one. So one of the craziest things that have happened is, so I'm lining everybody up for a wedding and you know, it's always telling you, I'm sorry, this should not be all, a knock on all the guys, but I'm telling you. <laughs> Been knocking the on them all day. This is the third time, <laughs> yes. like, sorry Drew. Knocking on them all podcasts. I'm sorry, but you guys are so rogue. <laughs> like I have, I'm lining everybody up and I see one of the groomsmen is just like not on earth. I can I can tell like the look on the look on his face doesn't seem like he's gonna be able to make it down the aisle, but he's like standing in line. So I just ask him like, okay, say hi Nicole. Just if you can look at me and you can say hi Nicole and you're all good, like you can make it down this aisle, or you're not gonna you're not walking. And he was out of it. He he literally couldn't utter those words. He was all over the place. So. I had to, I told him you're not going to be in this wedding, right? So I put him aside and he didn't show up until like the, one of the last songs at the reception. Wow. That's how like completely slumped he was. And it was just crazy because as I'm lining everybody up, the music is on, like people are starting to walk. Like this has to be a split moment decision. But if he went through that, through, through like the whole wedding process, went down the aisle and got up there, it would have been a scene, a catastrophe waiting to happen. Like he could have not stood there still for 20 minutes straight you couldn't Absolutely even say not. your name no he probably would have fallen over oh yeah yeah and it would have been, it been all about him yeah yeah that he could not say hi nicole like could uh, not that makes me so nervous for something like that to happen <laughs>
Watch your guys. Watch your groomsmen. Yeah. The pregame. I'm not the babysitter. John can be the babysitter. Well, that's the thing. A lot of times you vent planners well, are the babysitters. Planners. Absolutely. And it's so funny yeah. because um, so for both for the, the bridesmaids, listen, but they both were like they didn't want to have any drinks before because it was a hot wedding. So I didn't mm -hmm. want anyone to pass out because I've had people pass out before. Like if the, if the bridesmaids lock their knees, mm -hmm. I've had them. It's happened to me twice. So, yes, another crazy thing. Happened but to you twice. Two oh. bridesmaids. Oh. Yeah. I was like, so oh, not, no. Not yes. I'm like, don't lock your knees. Don't lock your knees. Because so I really, they really don't usually drink before. But they were like sneaking like Hennessy in the bathroom. Oh and they were like gosh. taking shots. And they were just like all over the place. And yeah, it showed. It showed because seconds before and even after t I, I explained it to the couple, which obviously the bride was thrilled about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they couldn't understand why like, you know. That would, so I had one of the guys, I'm like, okay, you're going to walk with two girls. Like, one, one <laughs> just walk to hold with you up. Yes, yeah. and we're going to go. Well, so, I was just going to ask, like, what happened to the partner he was supposed to walk with? Just put him with another group. Just yep. put the girl, yep, yep. Put, her with, put her with another group. So one guy just had two girls on his arm. They were walking down, and then that's how they were escorted down the aisle. Yeah. You gotta love it. Yep. You gotta love it. But see, that makes for a funny story for you to tell on our podcast in the future. Yes. See? <laughs> and honestly, like 15 minutes later, it became a funny story. Oh, you know? good. Because like night. in the moment, I was like, look, we're doing this. You're switching here. Okay, one, two, three, go. And Jeez. but after the fact, it was like, oh my gosh, like somehow we got through that. Glad you got through it. <laughs> well, hey. As you can tell, folks, Nicole here has her share of experience. So uh, once again, <laughs> is the wine hitting you? She's starting to. Thank you, Macy. Reach out to her again, um, Nicole. It's been a pleasure to have you. Um, we hope to have you back again yes. someday and share some more stories. And hopefully, you have a lot more, you know, great events coming up. I'm sure this year has probably been great for you already. Yeah. But hopefully um, when we see you next time, you got a lot more to share with us. Yes. More funny stories. so happy to. Yes. Thank you both. I yes. had, you guys have great energy and whenever you want me to come back, I'll come through. We're definitely going to have you back. Well, cheers yes. to that. On that sure. note, guys, cheers. Have a good night, guys. When I get um, just a compliment of, oh my gosh, like this was more than what I could have thought. This is more than I could have imagined. Like that's what I look for. I'll be a part of them in their lives because I developed this friendship with them because I will always over deliver. And they say, oh my gosh, like I didn't even think it could even look like this. I know we talked about it, but I had no idea. Like magical is right. And when they say that, then I'm like, like I, I can rest easy just knowing like that it went exactly how I needed it to go. I'm Nicole Harris and I'm an event planner. I'm based in Southern California, but I plan events all over in Las Vegas and New York and worldwide. I know what it means to make memories and to celebrate life's moments. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just my birthday or oh, it's just like our wedding. Like we'll just go to the courthouse. But for me, it's like life is so amazing. Like these moments should be celebrated with your favorite people when I get to learn about everything they're looking for, like all their hopes and dreams, they get to just dream. They get to tell me everything that they even think is like a ridiculous idea, something wild that they just thought about one time. And I get to tell them like, oh, I can do it. I think I have a great sense of just like being charismatic and making people feel comfortable because it's a no judgment zone. If you don't want anything traditional in your wedding, we're not doing it. We're not doing the bouquet toss. If you want everything traditional, I'm making sure that everyone is in line and we're doing it exactly how you want it to be done. My entire life really has been full of obstacles. I think that helps so much being in the wedding industry because you have to roll with the punches. Like stress is like my normal state of mind. The groom tore his pants when like the guys were like taking pictures together, all the groomsmen. 
like that's fine i have an emergency kit for literally everything so like the calm state of mind that i have to deal with anything that an event will throw at me has totally been prepped and ready to go for my crazy hectic life i think i'm a great sounding board for people because i treat them exactly like as i would for my sister right i will make sure that they're taken care of everything is fair they're not being cheated and that we can make sure that everyone walks away happy anyone is ever interested, the process has started super easily. They can either um, send me um, an email uh, to nicoleatdreamsanddetail.com or they can call me and we can talk right there. I can get to know them, what their vision is and like what the dates are looking for, see what my availability is like and then we can set up an hour long free consultation to just rash out the details and get that all settled.